I've got a good one for you guys today because I'm gonna be talking about three common myths about discipline and child behavior in general that I think are keeping you stuck. I know that as parents, it is so easy to get stuck in these negative cycles with our kids, especially when it comes to discipline and trying to redirect difficult behaviors. So in this episode, I'm gonna be sharing three common myths when it comes to discipline and behavior in general and then the truths that you need to know to get unstuck. So let's discuss. Hi, hello, and welcome back to my channel. If you are new here, I am Dr. Jasmine. I am a mom of two with one on the way, and I'm also a clinical psychologist. And around here, I love to talk about all things positive parenting, especially discipline, especially potty training, especially tantrums and aggression, and a lot of other things. <laughs> so um, if you are new here, consider hitting that subscribe button. I'd love, love to have you. And thank you all for everybody who's tuning in on podcast podcast, leaving those reviews, leaving those comments if you're tuning in on YouTube. Just thank you guys so much for being here. I am excited to dive into this episode because it's going to be a juicy one. Before we do that though, I want to just share a free gift with you that I just created because I commonly get asked, Dr. Jasmine, how do I know if my discipline approach is appropriate for my child in their age and their developmental stage? So I created a free guide that breaks down age-appropriate discipline for infants, toddlers, and preschoolers, and I share a bunch of different ideas to get you started if and when your child refuses to cooperate. I also break down three important components to positive discipline just to make sure you have those things in your approach to ensure success. So to grab your free guide, all you have to do is go to themompsychologist.com forward slash free dash guide. If you are watching on YouTube, the links will be in the description as well as the comment section. Um, and without further ado, let's jump into the myths. Okay, myth number one is that repeated requests lead to better behavior, right? The idea that we can commonly come to believe is that the more that I request my child to do something, the more likely it is that they are going to do it, right? So let's say we need them to put on their shoes and you're like, hey bud, time to put on your shoes. Please put on your shoes. Will you put on your shoes? Go put on your shoes. Why aren't don't why don't you have your shoes on? I told you to put on your shoes. Why are you not listening? Shoes, 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 shoes. Right? So it's easy to fall into this trap of thinking, okay, the more that I request my child do something, the more likely it is that I am going to see them do it. <laughs> and it actually couldn't be farther from the truth. Actually, repeated requests reduce the likelihood that your child will cooperate. And here's also what it does. It increases the likelihood that we are going to yell and get upset, right? Because the more we have to repeat ourselves, the more we are going to feel frustrated because we feel like our child is not respecting us. We feel like they're not listening. They are listening, but they're not following the directions, right? And we feel disrespected, we feel unheard. And this is a common trigger for us, right? This is a common parenting trigger is feeling unheard, feeling like we're not being listened to or respected, especially when it comes to our kids. 
okay? So the truth is that the more we have to request them to do something and the more that we are repeating ourselves, the more likely it is that we are going to get frustrated. We are going to start dishing out threats and punishments and yelling and doing all the things that we hate uh, because we think we just have to keep upping the ante for them to listen. And maybe that's what our child has come to learn, right? Oh, I don't need to listen on the first or second time. Like, I know she, I know I got some time, right? She's going to keep repeating herself. And I know when she yells, that's when I need to listen, right? We are training our child on how to respond to us uh, through every interaction, right? And so if we fall into the pattern of repeat, 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 yell, 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 dish out threats, right? At the last minute, at the last resort, they're going to come to learn, oh, okay, they really mean business when they get to that level. I'm good now. I got a good five minutes to ignore her, right? Or ignore him or whoever. Okay, myth number two, okay, is that the more that we explain and give explanations for things, the better the behavior will be. What I mean by this is there is a common myth that the more that I tell you why doing that behavior is wrong, right? Why I need you to stop doing that behavior, the better your behavior will be, right? That if I explain, if only I can get you to understand and I explain and I re-explain why that behavior is wrong, you it will click and you will do a different behavior. Here's the truth. Similarly to adults, we are very similar in kids in this way, right? When we engage in negative habits, um, like let's say sleeping late or being on our phone uh, all the time and tuning out to the real world, like just scrolling through social media, whatever it is, right? Whatever negative habit that uh, we might be trying to break, right? Knowing why the behavior is wrong, right? Knowing why being on social media all day or knowing why sleeping late and not getting as much sleep or knowing why overeating, whatever it is, right? Whatever negative habit. Knowing why that the, that is wrong is seldom what is needed to change the behavior, right? Oftentimes, especially for young kids, behavior is impulsive, right? Behavior is done with a goal in mind and it is often done in the here and now. The goal is very present focused. It's not, oh, I'm doing this to set myself up for success for the future. I'm doing this because I'm reflecting on the past <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid some issue that I ran into in the past, right? They're about the here and now. It is often impulsive and it is often with the goal of gratification right <laughs> to get something that they want or they they need in that moment it is goal directed but it is impulsive and it's not a lot of the times based on intentional thought especially if you have a toddler or a preschooler right that is higher order thinking and that comes with time as their uh, cortex their frontal lobe develops then they can get into more of the habit of slowing down and making intentional choices but especially if you have a younger one a lot of their behavior is impulsive so when we get into the cycle of trying to explain why their behavior is bad why did or asking them why did you do that right they don't know it was impulsive because they wanted to right <laughs> 
then we're gonna get it frustrated they're getting frustrated and it's just leading to the disconnect so trying to reason with their behavior and lecture them into better behavior doesn't work okay <laughs> that is the truth so what I want you to operate from is from the simple idea that if my child knew better they do better okay if you knew better you do better so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come from that energy right I'm not going to try to rationalize with you or get you to understand why the behavior was wrong I need to teach you a different way myth number three is that your child is trying to manipulate you through their misbehavior right that they are doing this or they are not doing what you ask them to do because they are trying to manipulate you, right? They are trying to hurt you. They're trying to play some mind games. Again, that this is intentional, right? And it's done with a malicious intent. Here's the thing that I need you to understand. Behavior is always a form of communication. I'll say that again. Behavior is always a form of communication. When your child does something, they are communicating something back to you. Here's the other truth that I need you to understand. We do behavior, all of us humans, <laughs> including our child, we do behavior that works for us. Okay, so when your child is doing a behavior, whether it is a positive behavior or a not so positive behavior, negative behavior, right? They're doing it because it's working for them, because they're trying fundamentally to get some need or want desire met, right? Um, and they're communicating that to you. So if we can see behavior as communication, not as manipulation, we're gonna be able to think of the situation more in a non-judgmental way and then intervene accordingly, right? Oftentimes they are repeating behaviors because there is a skill deficit, right? So they don't know how to get that need, want, desire met in a more pro-social way, right? And so they need help developing those skills, those emotional and social skills, those communication skills. And or because, again, it's worked for them in the past. Why change it up? If it's working, don't. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? They're like, this is working for me. Now, of course, you're like, well, this isn't working for us, the family, and especially not working for me. But for them, from their point of view, again, knowing that toddlers and preschoolers are very self-focused, me, 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 I, 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 I. It doesn't mean that they can't ever step out of themselves or develop empathy or redirect behavior into a more positive behavior but when we could kind of just understand these things then we know ah okay this is where i need to intervene i need to teach you a different skill right or i need to show you what works even better to get your need met or your desire met or i need to just communicate with you you know why certain things can't happen right now but I need to let you know when to expect it right or that I need to like convey to you in a clear way that I see you I'm on your side and that let's make a plan to get this need met you know whenever possible etc etc but I just want us to understand that as humans we are adaptive in nature again we do behavior because it works <laughs> we are adaptive in that way so instead of asking yourself you know how do I get rid of this behavior right how do I get them 
to stop resisting me or to stop screaming or to stop whining or to stop grabbing the toy or whatever the behavior is, right? Instead of asking, how do I get them to stop the behavior? I want you to ask, how can I learn about my child through their behavior? That's a very different question to ask, right? What is my child trying to communicate to me with this behavior and how can I learn more about them? Because I know if I learn more about them, then I can help them, right? What and, and then asking, you know, what is this behavior trying to tell me? Again, because if I can understand the behavior, then I will know how to intervene on a much more helpful way. And we can actually work together as a team. Because if we are constantly thinking about behavior as, I need to stop this, I need this to go away, this is bad, I need to shut this down, that's the energy that we are gonna bring with our interactions with our child and they're gonna resist us even more, right? The more disconnected our child feels from us, the more they feel like it's me versus you, right? And you wanna just get me to stop and you don't understand me, the more they are going to resist us, dig in their heels and then perfect storm for power struggles, okay? Because a lot of the times too, what we are asking our child or what we need our child to do has to do with their body, okay? So if we feel like this, these are things, if they feel like these are things that are done to them and not with them in mind, and not in a collaborative way, and not in a way that they can understand how it benefits them, they're gonna dig in their heels. Okay, so it's a little like reverse psychology here. Okay, so instead of asking, how do I stop this behavior? Ask yourself, how can I learn more about my child through this behavior? What is this behavior trying to show me or tell me or teach me? Such a different question, but I promise there is gold in those answers. And again, don't forget the free guide, okay? Because I created it with your one of the top questions I get, which is how do I know if my discipline approach is age appropriate? Which I love that question, right? So I created the guide to break down what does age appropriate discipline mean for toddlers or infants toddlers and preschoolers i include a bunch of different examples i also include what to make sure your discipline approach has what are the essential ingredients to make sure you include in there to ensure success right and better connection and just happiness overall which love that for us um so definitely go ahead and check out that guide it's 100 percent free uh, go to themompsychologist.com forward slash free dash guide to grab your guide. All right, that is it for this video. Let me know down in the comments if you have any other questions related to positive discipline. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for giving this video. If you're watching on YouTube, a huge thumbs up. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you if you're listening on podcast for leaving a review. It just really helps support my channel. Always love to hear your feedback about my content, my work in general. Um, and that's all I got for this video or episode, I should say. <laughs> I'll see you in the next one. Bye.